The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. All righty then. Today's show is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook, download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash freebook, and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from, from your I- for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. How's that for a live endorsement? <laughs> Very nice. my little hiccup. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhals, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hey, 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 folks. And we are here to help you get your money mind right on today's show. And it is our... Our first show of season 21. Wow. We're drinking age. 21. It's drinking age. Woohoo! Yay. So I'm so excited about season 21. And we have some exciting changes that we're going to talk about too. As always, though, we have our keys to riches. And that means we are starting over with our first key, which will be acceptance and affirmation. So our moolah word of the day is going to be about GDP. So do you know what GDP is? Uh, Think of my owie and it's... Gross domestic There product. you go. <laughs> gross domestic product. So it's going to be related to gross domestic product. And uh, it could spark off a spurious political debate, but we'll try to keep it limited to yeah. the moolah word of the day. Not a bad idea. Uh, yes, I'm doing this really great, you know, I love Audible and I'm going to give like a little personal testimonial because they have these things called the great courses. So like, let's say you can't afford to go to Harvard and, and get like an economics degree, right? Cause like, I don't have the time, nor do I live anywhere near Harvard to go do that. But yet you can take like university classes in a variety of areas. And one of the areas is that I'm doing is they have this cool thing on economics and banking. And so I'm doing this great course on economics and banking. Nice. And it talks about how money started in the U.S. and, you know, the, the monetary system. And what's really cool is is the way it's enumerating how the founding fathers wanted us to stay away from certain things with regard to the supply of money and the whole gold standard and how it came about and how it changed and how we went off and went on and yeah. and how interesting it is that Steve Forbes really thinks it's a good idea that we go back on the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And I know that like Ron Paul and a lot of libertarians are, but I'm not so convinced that that's where it should be mm-hmm. because – it's going to artificially inflate certain goods as opposed to allow the market to price things appropriately with supply and demand because the money supply becomes constrained based on the gold standard. Mm-hmm. 
And who knows if we even have golden Fort Knox anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those conspiracy theorists. <laughs> so anyway, so our moolah word of the day has to do with GDP. For Minutes on Your Money, we're going to introduce to you our new segments that we're going to be having on this season's show. And you, the listener out there in Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, get to be a part of it. And we're going to be introducing our moneyisms and money dramas segments. We've talked about those before on different shows about how moneyisms drive some of our subconscious behaviors with regard to money. And you and I have actually role played some money dramas out. So we're going to focus on that, but they're going to be listener driven. So you'll have an opportunity to be able to contribute to the conversation and possibly be featured on the show. So how cool would that be? That's so it's just it's bigger than the trivia question because now your voice gets to be heard for millions of listeners. So that'll Very be nice. pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. uh, as always, for fabulous prizes, let's talk trivia. And our trivia question is always based on a previous show. And so last season, last show, Become a Voracious Reader was the key. So that will be our trivia question. And today's guest, I'm so excited for financial planner Franklin Parker is here from CH Wealth. And we're going to have a fabulous conversation. I'm, I am thrilled about that. And I'm so excited about the new season. Woo-hoo! Here we go. We're going to be striding into uh, uh, the holidays So it's going to be even more prescient that we focus on our finances so we can survive the holiday season. So it's going to be great. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using our proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Now, Insiders Club members are entered automatically in our weekly giveaways. However, if you are not a member but still would like to compete for great money management tools, all you have to do is answer today's trivia question correctly. And this week's trivia question is, based on last week's show of Become a Voracious Reader, we talk about a process that has to do with a certain number. And that number is a number of minutes or a number of pages you need to read daily to get in the habit. Do you remember? It was six days ago. Bueller. Mm. No? Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully you will do better at that. You can win one of three ways if you think you have the potential right answer. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you want to call in, that number is 1-866-966-9420. That's 866-966-9420. If you are listening live and you are on the show page, you are welcome to hop in our chat room. Hi, I'm here. Come visit and share your potential right answer. And if you are listening from a podcast from iTunes, Zoom, somewhere out there on one of the infinite repeaters, we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on Spreaker, we're we're everywhere, man. <laughs> so if you're listening and it's not live, that's okay. Never fear. Email is here. Send us an email with your potential right answer to trivia at uywradio.com. That's trivia at uywradio.com. Good luck. And if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner. For you listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just visit the show page and start your 
journey into becoming a voracious reader right now. So I mentioned in the introduction that we were talking about our two new segments, moneyisms and money dramas. And so moneyisms are simply a saying that comes from childhood that we were exposed to growing up and it could be good, it could be bad, or it could be indifferent. But having this as a learning experience or an injunction in our minds, it ruminates in the subconscious. And if it was if it was implanted into our memory early enough or with significant amount of emotion, it can guide our unconscious behavior choices when it comes to managing our money effectively. So it's important for us to figure out what those are first and then see if we can trace back to see if they have any future influence on us. And our money-isms can be creating our current money dramas, which is another segment that we're going to have here on the show. And our money dramas are things that happen to us. Have you ever uh, had an experience or maybe you know of somebody that just can't seem to get ahead and you ask them, you know, well, aren't you saving money? And they're like, oh, well, I can't save because I've got all these bills and uh, or I'll start saving as soon as I pay off X, you know, and I think about that, you know, I heard that all the time growing up from my mother that she was just going to start saving at this particular point. And then it was uh, next month I'm going to start saving once I pay this bill. And then the following month there was always some other catastrophic event that kept her from paying. And then we're going to uh, pay it the, the month after that. And, and or things, things that just kept piling up. And, and, you know, she's in retirement technically at that age and she's on government assistance but at the level that she paid in she didn't max out so she's not getting the most withdrawal she's not getting the most bang for her buck and she doesn't have supplemental income and you know it's it's unfortunate if i wasn't taking care of her and providing you know the things that i do for her um her she'd be in big trouble she'd be in very big trouble yeah you know, her quality of life would not be what it is, number one. And, you know, um, I mean, who knows what would be happening to her. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate uh, that because she used to – she had her own money dramas going on because she would talk about investing all the time. Did you know if you started a mutual fund, you could be a millionaire? She would say all this stuff. Yeah. So the first thing I did when I turned 18 was start a mutual fund. But there are all these other – Moneyisms that I learned growing up that became adult money dramas for me that made me wind up frivoling it all away. Yeah. You know, so we're going to talk about that and we want to explore not just moneyisms in general or money dramas in general, but we want to talk about what your challenges are. Let's help you solve your problems, not from just a tangential or um, uh, a, a metaphorical sense, but let's have hands-on practice with it. So if you have a moneyism or a money drama that you can't seem to get around or solve, all you have to do is visit our website and in the search bar located in the upper right corner, all you have to do is type in 
moneyism or type in money drama for whichever one you have and it'll take you to a page where you can submit yours online now if you want to remain anonymous make sure that you reference that in your uh your intake form but please leave us contact information so if it's vague or we're not quite sure we're understanding it, we can contact you back to further explore that with you because we want to help you solve your money dramas so you can uncover what's going on with your finances and be able to move past all of those limiting beliefs that are holding you back so you can enjoy the life that you truly desire. And so I thought today we could kick it off, Michael, with a particular money drama. So, um, So can you think of something... Uh, in your past, maybe it was a saying like uh, money doesn't grow on trees or something like that. Let's pick a moneyism first and then we'll evolve it to a money drama. Well, I mean, you know, the, the one I remember the most was, you know, put your money in the bank. Put your money in the bank. That was the, you know. And And so did that make sense to you at the time you were hearing it? Well, not really because it, you know, it was a very vague statement. You know, mm-hmm. what does that what does that mean? Put your money in the bank. We all have to put our money in the bank, right? To to so we can write a check. Or so I got I got pretty very poor instructions on on uh, what to do with it. Right. Just put your money in the bank. And and then what happens to it while it sits there? And how much do you put yeah. in? Yeah. And I had a I had an older brother who got into investing at a fairly early age. And I kind of wish that he had, you know, maybe taken over the the, the father role at that point. Because, again, all I heard from my father You were was, the baby brother. I was the middle child. But like, the brother was older? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was, he was investing in the market at 16. So it would have been nice to get some kind of uh, guidance from him. Yeah, or just follow my lead. Little brother, let me show you. Yeah, it, but I think you have to do more than that. You just can't. You you just can't say do this. You have to. You have to. You have to somehow in through example show why it works and why it helps and right and and that wasn't done. So I'm lucky that I landed on my feet. Mm-hmm. So what 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 did you take from that? Put your money in the bank. Did you did it leave you with more questions and answers? Yeah, or? yeah, it left me with a lot of questions. And I always I always just invested my money into myself. Mm-hmm. I, I just always put it back into the music business and and making me a better a better product. Right. Yeah, you know, that was Cuz cuz you were a known quantity to you. You knew how hard you were going to work. You right. knew the level of talent you had, you right. know how to market yourself. Okay. Right. Right. So that money is them. Fortunately, didn't create some significant money drama for you because you currently are invested in the market and not just in right. the bank. So if, if you all that money that you have currently invested, if you just would have put that in the bank, you would have had some paltry return. Yeah, very, very paltry. Right. So, I mean... So, so that was really vague instruction. You, yeah. And so, how did you decide investing in yourself? How did you decide to go from uh, investing in yourself to setting something aside, investing in the marketplace? You know, it probably probably in the middle of my career in my late thirties, early forties, I realized it was after I bought a house. You know, I bought a house fairly late, probably for most you know successful people. But um, 
after I bought a house, I realized, okay, I've got it now. I've got to start thinking about the future and retirement. And I got a call one day from a a guy in New York. Uh, they worked for uh, uh, J.P. Morgan, I guess. I can't remember who it was. You know, it was Morgan Stanley, maybe. Um, who knows? After two thousand eight, everything changed. Yes. So, uh, but I, I was just impressed with his whole pitch. And he came up to the house. I sat down with him. I really liked him. I liked his whole vibe. I liked his style. It was simple as that, you know. And so you said, "Okay, this makes sense." Yeah, this makes sense. And and you know the the his advice his advice was good. You know, we'll get you into some. You know, he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna take a lot of chances with my money. He, you know, he kind of gave me an idea of what he wanted to do, and you know, so it was a it was a good intro to the whole thing and and it, it and and then after I did what he wanted me to do and I gave him some money I just saw my portfolio grow and grow it was during the tech boom right and it was just I was like blown away you know wow this is cool every right. every every month I made another 10 or another 2 grand you know? right it was it was great so did did you ever get to circle back with your father about that put your no, money in the bank no. conversation no my father was not a, a good money manager at all, and he he didn't see the strength. And you know, he 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 had a job in the depression, and I think he was he was so insecure about losing that job that he never he never left that job to and went and got something better. He was a brilliant man, but he kind of squandered his talents, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 putting your money in the bank. It, you know, would be would fit right in with that depression era. Yeah, not invest in the market. It's too crazy. It's too wild. Oh, yeah. to crash on he, you. He went. He went through the crash. He lived through it. Yeah, and so that's why he was probably so put your money in the bank. And, and but that limited him on his upside potential, regardless of what he did for a living. Even if he wasted his talents, at least the money he did made could have made more for him. Yeah, you know. I don't it, think. Yeah, I don't think he invested in anything. Yeah, you know, if your great grandfather or 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 grandfather, it would have been my great grandfather, uh, invested a one-time lump sum investment at the crash in '37, you'd be a billionaire. Yeah, by now, even with all the other successive crashes, yeah. because the market always goes up. But yeah. people that don't study the market, that don't know the market, and 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 don't have the intestinal fortitude to ride out the lows and realize yeah. that a crash is not a bad thing. It's a discount sale, and you need to get out there and spend more. Right? You know uh, that um, that they that they limit what they could possibly have. So, yeah. well, th- so those are some great examples, and you are very fortunate that you had the wherewithal to still explore investing outside of the bl- the bank and yeah. to be able to move on that and that didn't limit you in any way <clears throat> but some people like you know your father's a prime example that that mantra that moneyism of put your money in the bank limited him sure yeah you know and 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 regardless of his experience that that experience that single event learning experience 
materially altered how he managed his money for the rest of his life. Yeah. He was fearful and timid. Yeah, yeah. And and so petrified. Yeah. So we can't wait to see what kind of moneyisms and money dramas that you have to share with us. So all you have to do again to be a part of the show is to submit your moneyism or money drama online. And that's simply at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash moneyism or forward slash uh, money drama. And if you uh, are not a tech savvy person or are not into the whole like submitting form online thing, you can just drop us an email and just say moneyism at uywradio.com. That's moneyism at uywradio.com. We have so much more in store coming up for you on today's show. We've got Moolah Word of the Day. We've got our interview with Franklin Parker and our Keys to Riches. You're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am Chi, your maven of moolah, Heather Wagonhalls, with your moolah word of the day. We talked in the beginning of the show that it's about GDP, which is gross domestic product. So today's definition is about real GDP. And that would be the number reached by, oops, pushing buttons that I shouldn't be pushing. What the? Don't say it. Don't say it. What the? What the heck? How was that? That was good. PG. 
so the number reached by valuing all of the productive activity within the country at a specific year's prices. So when economic activity of two or more time periods is valued at the same year's prices, the resulting figures allows comparison of purchasing power over time since the effects of inflation have been removed by maintaining the constant pricing. So there's GDP, which is gross domestic product. So that's all the productive activity. And then there's real GDP where they take and they inflation adjust by using a particular market period's pricing. So real GDP is considered a more accurate measure of an economy's gross domestic product because it takes into account inflation and changes in the economy's price level. So that's how you would use it in a sentence. So that's it for this week's moolah word of the day. Now it's time for our incredible interview. And uh, last season, we talked so much about entrepreneurialism, and I want to kind of carry that theme over into this season because the spirit of entrepreneurship, whether or not you work for an actual company, a corporation, another individual, or yourself, you are still president of me, Inc., right? So if we're still president of Me, Inc., we still need to be thinking like an entrepreneur, okay? And to help us to continue that, we have Franklin uh, Parker. So Franklin was raised on a working cattle ranch and then moved to Dallas for college. He began a career in finance in 2007 and managed to thrive during the 2008 downturn. See, I was not alone. Woo! Because of these experiences early in his career, Franklin is obsessed with mitigating risk and managing investments in a goal-based framework. He writes and speaks on topics ranging from risk planning uh, for small business owners uh, to all sorts of best-in-class types of wealth management. He is currently the managing director of CH Wealth Management, a full-service finance firm offering best-in-class CPAs, best-in-class investment bankers, asset managers, and planners, a common stop for businesses, their owners, and high net worth individuals. So he is perfect to continue this spirit of entrepreneurialism for us. He served on several nonprofit boards. He has published several thought papers and has been the market strategist for KCBI News in Dallas, Texas. And now he makes his debut appearance here on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Franklin, welcome to the program. We are thrilled to have you at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Well, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. I love talking about entrepreneurship. And this season has kind of got this entrepreneurial thread that we've been kind of on exploring the ins and outs of entrepreneurship. And as a financial planner, I think that you probably get frustrated more than anybody because I know that in my coaching practice, I see this too when I start 
working with small business owners or large business owners or people that think they're small business owners, but their entities are cranking out ungodly amounts of money and they have nothing to show for it. And, and I, and it's got to be, you, you got to be pulling your hair out when you get with these people to say, oh my gosh, you've been making this much money for so long and we don't have anything to show for it. You know, how do you begin that conversation with an entrepreneur and kind of approach that, that subject of, you know, setting themselves up for success versus the continuing path to financial failure that the whole point of entrepreneurship is supposed to avoid? Right. Well, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And, you know, as a firm, we have uh, we have an investment banking side. So we see a lot of uh, buy-sell transactions among business owners. We have a tax side. So we see a lot of the mistakes business owners make uh, kind of in that side. And then, of course, we also have this financial planning side. So we really, I guess in, in, a, in a good way and in a bad way, you know, we see all the mistakes that entrepreneurs and small business owners make. And, and you know, in a lot of ways, you're right. Um, but I think kind of what you're describing is very typical for a lot of a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they're putting their life, they're putting their their treasure into this this business, right? Into this baby of theirs. And then they look up one day and they, you know, they just kind of spent their life putting out fires. And then they just look up one day and they think, oh, well, goodness, I want to retire one day. You know, I want to do something here. I want to do something there. And that's generally when we start to catch them, you know, when they're when they're starting to look down the road at those kinds of questions. Um, and that's where we kind of try to step in and, and, and help folks. But if you can get there sooner than that, as I'm sure you're aware, um, you know, people can be, um, can start planning for these things, taking very kind of baby steps early on. And I think it, it, it comes out much better in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Michael and I have had this conversation um, because he's a couple years older than me. Just a couple. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> Just a couple. But, you know, because, you know, because... He, money man, this whole money management show is kind of a, a new thing for him, and and so it makes him think. And we've had conversations in the past saying, "Well, I, you know, I made a lot of money, but I reinvested it back in my business, in equipment, uh-huh. you know, production quality, computers, like all of the stuff that he does, you know, to make his business better and to really kind of create this amazing brand that he has. You know, and he's an award winning producer, composer, singer, songwriter, everything you can imagine, entertainment wise. And uh-huh. so, you know, when you're good at that sort of stuff he was smart in the sense that he he grabbed on to a financial planner that kind of helped him early on keep from making some significant mistakes what are some of the the top mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making right out of the gate yeah, so I, I think the number one thing, and, and you're, you're touching on it here uh, with your example, is is just failing to seek the right advice. And, and I think of it kind of like I think of hiring employees, right? If if you're if you're a business owner, if you're a, a CEO or whatever, um, you know, you you try to hire people who have different experience from you, who have different um, you know worldviews than you. You try to hire people who bring something to your organization that you cannot provide it. And I think it's the same way when you're when you're kind of seeking advice, right? You, you're essentially hiring these people part time, and so you want to hire people who see things a little differently than you that that you can bounce ideas off of, but but whose advice you still ultimately trust, right? Because right. at the end of the day, you're hiring them to do a job that you yourself uh, either don't have the time to do or can't do. And and I tell people this all the time, especially in in investment management and financial planning. There is nothing that I'm doing that, that you probably couldn't do if you invested the time and the energy to learn about it, right? But, but the truth the is, most people, yeah. 
Right, but but most people don't have the time and energy to to invest into it to do it right, you know. Um, and that's and that's where a lot of problems come up. You bring up an interesting point because we teach brain-based financial literacy. You made the comment that you want, you know, when we think in terms of our business, you know, I mean, Henry Ford had it right. He surrounded himself with people that were better better than him in areas that he had no expertise. And so you either learn it and do it or you delegate it. But, but when, when it comes to building relationships with people and especially because once we've earned that dollar, the reason why we make such poor decisions about it is because we're emotionally engaged in it. It was our blood, sweat, and tears that generated that. And so how am I, you know, to, to fight the biological war inside to give it over to somebody that has a different opinion of me when my natural inclination is to be drawn toward people that are like me? Yeah, I, I think that's a good question. And I think I don't want to sort of overstep what I'm saying. I, I think you, you have to be similar enough to somebody that, that you get along and you trust them. You know, we, it's hard to trust people that you don't like. Right. <laughs> so, so you got to have some common ground there. But um, so, so when you say, say different, you mean with skill sets, you mean? Right, right. Okay. That's, that's really kind of what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, and, and to your point, though, I think an argument can be made that if you surround yourself with people who say yes to you all the time, you know, are you really getting better at the things you're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need people around you who can challenge you and who can push you and, and who can do things for you that way. Right. Yeah. And and that bring value to the table. You know, yeah. I, I always tell people that I work with that no is information I can use. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a yes that's really that's a right. no or a placating yes um, doesn't help me. And at the end of the day, it's not about me being right. You know, it, it's about me being better. And that's if your no right. makes me better, then I'm better regardless. Yeah. That's right. Well, let me give you let me give you kind of a a, a quick example. So I I've, I recently um, submitted an article to a peer reviewed journal. Okay, and it's it's under review right now, and and it looks like it's going to get published. But but going through this process, this is the first time I've been through this kind of process. Okay, I've never published something like that before. Um, and I, I'd never really given much thought to the whole peer-reviewed process, but but what I learned through this process, it was pretty neat because you know when you're when you're writing something and you're working hard on your research and you, and you finally got something you think is good, you know, in the back of your mind, you know the places that you were lazy, right? <laughs> you know the places that you cut some mental corners and you were like, you know what, I can deal with that later or whatever. And then anyway, so, so I wrapped it up pretty little by sending it along, and, and it's funny because the reviewer that that I got was fantastic. And and he wrote back to me and, and said, you know what, I, I like the overarching themes that you've that you've put together, but you need to fix X, Y, and Z. And guess what X, Y, and Z were? They were the very things that I was being lazy about that I didn't want to deal with anymore. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> so course. it sort of forced me that's right, it forced me to go back to the drawing board and say, Okay, I need to fix these things, stop being lazy, you know, and, and, and it produces a better work product as a result. Um and I think I think that pans out in, in sort of general life too, even with people who aren't entrepreneurs necessarily. You know, um, you know, sometimes the best advice you can get is not from a friend because you know sometimes friends have a tendency to just sort of placate you, right? Yeah. They, they tell you what you want to hear. Um, or the crabs the in a bucket theory. 
the crab, I'm not familiar with that. You're going to have to enlighten oh, me. Oh, crabs in a bucket. You don't have to put a lid on crabs in a bucket because when one gets ahead, the others will pull them back down. <laughs> I like that. I've, I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I forget, and like some famous speaker, I heard it, you know, I'm, I'm, I was one when I was younger, I was like a personal development junkie. And so uh, I went to every seminar I could get my hands on, whether it was sales or motivation or whatever. And, and I forget who it was. Was it Jim Rohn? And, and it was an off-the-cuff thing um, right. when he said it. But, um, yeah, crabs in a bucket. So, and, a and, bucket. And, 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 you know, your friends, you know, like... When you get too far ahead of them, they feel challenged, and if they if they're being lazy and don't want to raise the bar for themselves, they'll do whatever they can to sabotage you, so you don't get ahead. Right. So, yeah, so they can right. stay within their comfort zone. I guess that's essentially right. is what it is. No, I think you're right. Well, I am excited about our conversation, and one of the things that I want to talk about, in addition to making mistakes, is you know there's this perception of what being an entrepreneur is, and most people who are not entrepreneurs have this perception of what it is, and it's not quite exactly the deal. So when we get back from the break, I want you to answer that. You are listening to Franklin Parker on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. 
And I am joined by financial planner Franklin Parker. And before the break, hello? No, no, I'm just saying hello again. Yay, hello again. So before the break, we were talking about mistakes that entrepreneurs make. And we talked about kind of one of the biggest ones is, you know, failing to plan or get the right uh, financial planner who is different from them. And, you know, we started the conversation started to change about entrepreneurship and the misconception, I think, that people have of what being an entrepreneur really is. And I think that, and perception is reality. So, you know, most people see, you know, the, um, the, business meetings that occur on a golf course or you come and go as you please in and out of the office and that you, you know, that you call your own shots and, and that life is just this cakewalk, you know, and you drive fancy cars and all that stuff, but they've never seen any of the blood, sweat and tears that kind of go behind it. They don't know that after the entire staff's left and you get this order for 50 more widgets that you're the one in the back doing fulfillment while your kid is at a dance recital and it, and, and the perception is so often it makes me think about this article uh, in Inc. Magazine about the psychological price of entrepreneurship. And yeah, this, this is like entrepreneurship's dirty little secret, right? Nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there are these deep costs to, um, to playing that role, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to taking that risk. And, and it's not always, it's not always fun and games. I know you look on Facebook at all your, you know, business owning friends and they all look like they're having a great time in the Caymans all the time. But what you don't <laughs> see is the pictures of them sitting at their desk, you know, like wondering if they're going to be able to open their doors on Monday because of, uh, because of a payment they're waiting on from a customer or something, you know? Yeah. Or how am I going to make payroll? Exactly. Because no mean, invoices are- have come in. How do I make payroll? Yeah. That's right. I mean, these are these are deeper, sort of harder issues with being a business owner that that nobody really talks about because you know, as a as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you try to kind of psych yourself up and you try to present a good image, and of course, to your customers, you've got to present a good image. Um, yeah, because you don't want to lose their trust. That's right. So it's it's a difficult road, no question. I think it's a rewarding road, and, and having been an entrepreneur now for seven years, I think it's it's worthwhile. Um, but but it, it's certainly not easy. Certainly not easy. So so in dispelling the visions of grandeur, while it can get that way if you manage your business successfully and and are able to grow it to that point where you can put people in your place to run it and you can start going to having fun. What are some of the steps that that we can take to live entrepreneurially, not as we perceive it to be, but as it actually is, and still be able to set aside money? Because one of the things I see in my financial coaching practice are so many entrepreneurs that keep reinvesting in their business and they don't ever, you know, set set 10 cents aside for them out of every dollar. They just keep thinking, oh my gosh. And so in 20 years, I'm going to build this great business. And then 20 years gets here and they have a great business, but they're not liquid and they can't retire, but they're tired. Yeah. So, so that's a great, a great observation, Heather. Um, I think, it's so nuanced, you know, and it's it's so hard to answer that question kind of succinctly. And, and because we see all sides of it here, right? We 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 interact with the business owner who's worked for the last thirty years and is and is sixty sixty five years old, and they're 
they're thinking, well, how do I exit, right? <laughs> how do mm-hmm. I? And usually the kids don't want to take it over because they saw the toll that it took on their parents. So, um, yeah, I think I think it depends on a lot of things. You know, you've got to talk to professionals if those are things that are that are starting to run through your head. Um, but you also touched on another point, which is, which is, you know, how can we take these lessons of entrepreneurship? And maybe for those of us who are not entrepreneurs in our lives, um, you know, we can apply those kind of concepts to our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's actually a really good talk by the founder of LinkedIn uh, named Reed Hoffman, and he actually wrote a book about this too, but it's called Live Life in Permanent Beta. He gave it to the Stanford Technology School, I think back in 2012. Anyway, Google it, you can find it. But um, but he talks about this idea, you know, of, of living entrepreneurially. And, and beta, uh, he's using the kind of investment term uh, where beta is a measure of, of up and down, right? It's just a measure of volatility. Um, and how can you, if, if you're kind of in the corporate world, um, live life in a way that, that you sort of take charge of it. You know, you don't feel like you're, you're beholden to corporate whims and, and pink slips and layoffs and all of that. It's a great talk. It's about an hour long. You got to set aside some time, but, but I think it's, it's really effective because, um, you know, you're going to go through a roller coaster, right? If you decide to live this way, you're going to go through a roller coaster. You're going to go through ups and downs. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're taking smart risks, you're getting rewarded for that, okay, in, in one way or another. And, and generally, what we found is, is it's on the exit, right? If you've planned well, if, you have, if you're generating good cash flow, um, you know, sometimes these business owners won't have a lot set aside for themselves. Obviously, I think they should set aside more, <laughs> but that's right. somewhat something. Um, but... Um, but if you've done well and you've planned well and your books look good and you have a good business, you know, right now is a great time to start to start planning the exit. Okay. Um, there, there, are, there are a lot of buyers out there. And if, you know, as you, as, as the time goes on, you know, we've got so many people, like 10,000 a day turning 65. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of businesses coming onto the market over the next few years. Um, and so as that, as that wave of retirees starts coming through, you know, it might not hurt to be on the front end of that rather than on the back end. Okay. So you mentioned about taking smart or sensible risks. So what would be an example of an entrepreneur or somebody who is a corporate employee, but we're thinking like president of me Inc and that I'm contracting my services to XYZ corporation. And so if I'm, so I'm, so, so I'm trying to, you know, get that mindset. So what would be considered smart risks? What would be things that I could implement today to think entrepreneurially? Yeah, so I think it comes down to um, taking stock of the opportunities you have around you. Uh, I think it's easy to, first of all, play this psychological game of if I only had this opportunity, right? Or if I only had done this, if I only had gotten this degree. I think what you have to do is you have to look at the assets you have, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what good entrepreneurs do, is they, they look at what they have in front of them, what opportunities are available to them, right? I, I can't go develop real estate like Donald Trump. I don't have the capital. I don't have the connections, right? Okay. okay so what, what opportunities are available to me? What skills do I have? Um, 
in some cases, you know, there, there's a bit of a risk in this, right? But, but maybe in some cases, um, you, you go to your boss and you say, look, I want to work on X project because X project is, is, you know, going somewhere and I, I'd like to be a part of that. How can I, how can I migrate into that position? Right. Or maybe it's, maybe it's knowing a person who's, you're sort of loosely orbited around and, um, you can go to them and say, look, what, what are you working on and how can I maybe, maybe in the off hours, lend my expertise to that so that I can, that I can eventually move into that space. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- those are, those are pretty easy ways to, to just sort of stick, take stock of where you are in the corporate world and try to plug yourself into things that you see as having upward potential. Right. Right. Okay. So taking stock, you know, like taking a, a an inventory of, you know, your mental and physical assets and then also taking initiative to find out what you can do with those resources, you know, so whether it's your time or your intelligence or your investment capital. That's right. And I think the number one thing you have to do is get out of the mindset of if I only had X, right? Mm-hmm and start thinking in the mindset of I need X. So how do I go about getting that? Right. You got to start with the end in mind and then work backwards and then figure out all of your steps to get to that end. Um, but I think it's really easy to get caught up in the, in the notion that, well, I don't have this and I don't have this. So I'm really going nowhere. (laughs) Cup is half empty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we have this really funny, my husband has this poster up in our garage, and it says, it doesn't matter if the cup is half empty or if the cup is half full, just have lots of cups. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's exactly right. I think I I have a friend, he's a a serial entrepreneur, and he put on on LinkedIn one day, you know, I, you say the cup is half empty. The other person says it's half full. A salesman talks to you about the, the benefits of ice, right? <laughs> How, do we, <laughs> How do we get it full without having more water? There you, know? you go. I like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, Franklin, if folks are interested, whether or not they're an entrepreneur in business or they're president of Me Inc. and they're interested in financial advice and some guidance, where can folks find you? Well, yeah. Um, of course, we have a website. It's it's actually going through a redo right now, which is all a black box to me. I have no idea how that works. But uh, it's it's chwealth.com, chwealth.com. And, and through that, you can you can connect with me. We have articles and, and whatnot posted there as well. Uh, we do a lot of events and, and things like that. Um, uh, but listen, if somebody has a specific question, just, you know, for me, I'm happy to, to take those. Uh, you can email me. It's franklin.parker at chwealth.com. So just first name dot last name at chwealth. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our show, Franklin. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Franklin's show page and get the linky links to his email and website. Stay tuned because we have more Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the Keys to Riches coming up right after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead. Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions. Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. And it's that time again, our first key for the season from our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. If you are joining us for the first time, first, welcome to the broadcast. We hope you're receiving value from today's episode. And then second, the Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time from the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. And our first key for the season is acceptance and affirmation. And this is a twofold key for a reason. The first thing is acceptance. Why do we need to have acceptance? What should we accept? Why should we accept things? What does that have to do with my money management? Well, simply and foundationally, because we talk so much about brain-based financial literacy here, that if we remain in this fluffy blanket that's so warm and so comfortable, we call denial, (laughs) then we won't acknowledge we even have a problem to fix. 
You could be listening to this show right now and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. Oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm not that far in or I'm in control. How many alcoholics have you heard (laughs) say... I was going to bring that up, but I, you know... Oh, did I beat you to the punch? Beat me to it. Uh, I'm good, really. I can handle this. I don't have a problem. (laughs) There you go. That's the word. That's the phrase I was looking for. I don't have a problem. So until we actually recognize or acknowledge something consciously, we're never going to work to fix it. So the first step in creating healthy money management skills is first to acknowledge or accept the fact that we are where we are by our own hand. Nobody got us here. Uh, We could pretend and be victims, but until we assume responsibility for our role or our part of our situation, that we're never going to make a move to fix it. So it's critical that we take this first step and and, and, and we just simply do a little checkup from the neck up. So am I where I want to be financially? Has what I've been doing created what I said I wanted out of life? And if the answer is no, then perhaps if you're doing something and it's not working, you shouldn't do it harder. (laughs) Because then that becomes the definition of insanity. And so instead of losing our marbles, instead of managing our money properly, all we have to do is say, you know what? I accept responsibility from where I am. And because if we look at the word responsible, it is, if you take it and break it down to its root, it's the ability to respond Okay, and a responsibility is different from an obligation. An obligation is something that we're committed to, we have to do, uh, we've previously arranged to provide something in exchange for something else, we're committed. We have a kid, we have an obligation to raise them. We take out a mortgage, we have an obligation to make that payment. When we accept that obligation, and, and acceptance is the acknowledgement of it, whether or not it exists, because it already exists. It's whether or not you accept it. That is our first ability to respond to that problem by saying, I acknowledge and accept this obligation. So that's where the responsibility starts is our, inabil- our ability to accept that. Now, the second piece of this puzzle is now we've accepted where we are. That's great. So I'm crappy at managing money, Heather. And now I just said that to myself. So how does that get me where I want to go? Well, that's where the second piece of the puzzle comes in. And now we must affirm our ability to succeed at it because likely we're here because of bad programming, because somebody told us we weren't good at it along the way, whether it was our parents our peers, our people of professional integrity and respect that we inferred authority from. And they said that we weren't smart enough, good enough, fast enough, strong enough, talented enough, whatever it might be. And I know this hits home for you, Michael, because you've heard that just like I have. And who do you think you are saying you're going to be rich? When I was a kid, I used to hear that. Who do you think you are? And I'm like, I'm Heather. And I'm going to be a millionaire someday. And I was fixated on it. And we have to be able to start telling ourselves that we are able, 
capable, willing, willingness has a lot to do with it, because sometimes we know what it takes to become a millionaire or financially free, and we have the capability to do it. We got two arms, two legs, a brain, we can work, we can, we've got communication skills, we could choose to do it, but eh, we lack the desire or motivation or drive. So the willingness is not there to get it done. You know, so so you've got some of the pieces of the puzzle. So we have to affirm our ability to succeed. And just like it took years and years of hearing how crappy we were at something before we started to believe it, we have to take some time to reverse all that negative programming. And we do that with the power of affirmation. So that's what this week's key is. For this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with my money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness. Do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is sponsored in part by LifeLock. Comprehensive identity theft protection from LifeLock helps safeguard your finances, credit, and good name. Get your special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash lifelock and protect your financial future now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. Unlockyourwealthradio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.